Welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. I'm here to welcome you into the world of orgasmic living by hosting experts to discuss orgasmic topics such as nutrition, spirituality, personal development, sexuality, and much more. Here, we will offer lifestyle lessons that can help you lead a fulfilling, joyous, and orgasmic lifestyle. I'm your guide, Venus O'Hara. Welcome to the 26th episode of the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. In this Book Moon episode, I'll be discussing age gap relationships, and I'll be sharing an erotic story called My Fantasies with a Much Older Man. Then, I'll be discussing the book I'm reading now, which is Sex Magic by Freyta UD. And finally, we'll be experiencing a guided meditation with affirmations for healthy relationships. But first, let's talk about my own opinions and experiences with age gap relationships. Age gap relationships. I was inspired to talk about this topic after seeing the incredible film, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, starring Emma Thompson. I loved this film and it's about Emma Thompson, who is a retired RE, religious education uh, teacher. She's a widow and she decides to hire a gigolo, a male escort, and she's never had an orgasm. So that's a beautiful story about a female sexual awakening later in life. It got me thinking about age gap relationships in general. And this depiction of an age gap relationship is very different from what we usually see, because what we usually see is the older man and the younger woman, which is quite normal to some degree. We don't often see the older woman and the younger man. And the film is uh, really amazing. It's about, I really loved how they, it was about intimacy without romance, which I think is definitely uh, possible. And it's not something we see a lot. It's like a real exchange of of needs, so to speak. Um, and they, there is a friendship that develops there, but it's not romantic by any means. And um, as I am a sexpert who's concerned with female orgasm, I just thought it was really interesting. So yeah, talking about age gap relationships. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm not personally um, into age gap relationships. I mean, for me, I think, I mean, I don't like to give myself any type of rules but I think give or take 10 years is about okay. And I much prefer someone who's a, a similar age to me or maybe 10 years older, something like that. I think um, I think it's quite nice when the guy is older in general, but um, I'm not, <clears throat> I think it all depends on maturity as well and, and life experience. It's not so as simple as just looking at what what age you are and, and what the difference is. I think it's, um, I think it's much more, about your interests as well and um, but then sometimes your interests and cultural references can be very different when you have a different age or sometimes the age gap might not be a big um, a hurdle or an obstacle at the beginning but it, that 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 can become more apparent with time i have a couple of friends who have had this situation where they've gone they've been going out with someone a lot younger and then the years have gone by and then they, the kind of the fact they're in different stages of life 
can sometimes become more apparent. And then the younger one is saying, hey, I haven't lived my crazy youth like the older person has. And then sometimes that person is wanting to actually, um, you know, just sow their oats because um, they haven't really been able to. So I think that's always, um, well, I think any relationship, whatever the age you're going to have, you are, there's always going to be something, there are always, there are always going to be challenges. But for me, as I said, I much prefer uh, going with going with guys who are a similar age to me. But I remember the very first time I went, I I had um, an affair with a guy who was kind of like could have been my dad, and it was just such a weird experience. Um, it all started with this guy who was um, a client of mine in in my export job, and um, you know we were having business email exchanges, and over time these emails got more and more personal and it's really interesting how that can happen you know when you have a long distance um, relationship with someone even if it's just a professional one but how your imagination can be really sparked by certain emails and then the habit of writing to each other every day even though we didn't have any work to do and it all became this kind of big fantasy of mine and then he started phoning me on my private number and I decided to go and visit him in a different country <laughs> it was so crazy because I think um the fact that I, I I created this kind of emotional um attraction well it was mutual definitely um it, they'd gone on for a few months and this is more typical of maybe um a long distance or virtual relationship rather than just being an age gap but when i saw him in person i just was just kind of like a bit freaked out because the photo he sent me of him was actually probably you know at least 10 years out of date and um yeah it was just weird it was just weird but i got I'd, you know i'd made an effort to get to the, the, the our our exotic de- destination i thought i can't come this far and not have sex i just I kind of really needed it my body needed it but at the same time i didn't really i couldn't really bring myself to be active in our lovemaking scenarios i just i was just a bit freaked out but i was about 24 at the time whereas now um i don't think about someone being my father or being my son it's a kind of like it's a very different situation now that I've gotten older. Because I guess at the time I used to um, be with kind of like pretty boys with a very young face. And then to be with a guy who had, you know, hair all over his body and grey hair was just very weird for me. I don't mind that now at all. I quite like it, actually. But um, it was definitely a different stage in my life. And I think for me, um, I have some friends who are divorced in their 40s, 50s, and they're having sex with much younger guys and I, for me, I just think, um, I don't know how I would feel about that. I mean, there is a certain charm about it. There's a French film I saw recently called MILF, which is quite interesting about um, some older women who go on holiday to the south of France and they meet all these young, hot guys. And I think, um, you know, you, I think there is no, you can be attractive at any age. I don't think it's a question of that. But it's just a case of whether it's just a fling or is it something more... I think um, if it becomes an emotional thing, then I think it can become a little bit more complicated. Well, obviously, there are examples where it works and it's all working out fine. Um, and sometimes um, we often see when um, couples divorce um, that the guy will go for a younger woman. And I think obviously younger people have, um, you know, physical advantages of beauty and strength and and the ability to to make love longer and you know more um just more stamina in general but I, I don't think it's always all about that i think sometimes 
um, men in particular can actually desire younger, younger women because younger women because it makes them feel more maybe needed. And uh, I don't know. I read, I read something about that actually recently. It wasn't just about you know young, younger and more beautiful. It was more about making them feel more like a man. So I can kind of relate to that to some degree. But for me, um, I can understand. I mean, I, I do um, find it erotic if um, a younger guy just try it on with me but it's I mean to have a relationship <laughs> I think that's not really what I would I would want first and foremost and there's a lot of um I think um I think I prefer someone who's on a kind of like same level in terms of like the cultural development and what what my surroundings are the kind of things I've lived and I wouldn't want to be become, becoming this kind of patronizing person of um ageist or whatever and then also the other way around um i think 10 years is quite a nice gap but um much more than that then you know when people get older they might be having different needs to want them and needing things from me that i can't give maybe i don't know but um i think it's um i think it can be it can be a little complicated but not impossible i think at the end of the day there are other things that that um that are more important than age um, but um, for me, 10 years old will be nice. But I mean, even if it's five years younger, that would be okay as well. And yeah, so I'm just um, kind of being open at the moment. I'm, I'm at a very fortunate age where I can find myself being attracted to older and younger people and not feeling that they are particularly out of my depth. But anyway, I'm going to share a story with you now, which is really crazy. It's about a guy who's 85 that I met in my um, in my favorite cafe where I used to go for my coffees in the morning. And the flirting was kind of like off the charts. And I thought, and the exact, the, the very point of him being so old was actually, the fact that he was so old was actually what turned me on so much. But anyway, here is the story. Now it's time for this episode's erotic story, My Fantasies with a Much Older Man by Venus O'Hara. When I look in the mirror, I see an old man, a grandfather. I feel like I'm well and truly past it. This is what a good friend who's recently retired told me over lunch as he was lamenting the inevitable aging process. Don't be silly, I said. Do you think Jeremy Irons would be sexier if he were younger? I don't think so. Being sexy is about using the most of what you have. Your energy, your humour, your charm and intelligence. Whatever your age. My friend nodded, but I could tell that he still wasn't convinced. So, I decided to reveal one of my most secret fantasies to him. In fact, it was something that I'd been dying to get off my chest for several weeks, but I just didn't know who I could tell, or who would understand. Now, it seemed entirely appropriate, as I knew that it would be something that would also make him feel better. I can't stop thinking about an older man, I confessed. My friend raised his eyebrows in disbelief but much older than you, a man in his 80s, I specified. My friend burst out laughing, not quite believing what he was hearing. But I didn't. 
I was being very serious, so I decided to elaborate. I've never found older men attractive before. This all came about because of someone in particular. He has breakfast in the same cafe as me every morning. He's 85, but he's still as bright as a button. He tells me I'm beautiful every time I see him. I usually blush and I say thanks. You remind me of a Klimt painting, the wild red hair, the white skin. He told me once, with a special twinkle in his eye, that made me wonder if he actually found me desirable. His age and experience not only accentuate my youth and beauty, but he also makes my clitoris throb uncontrollably. His formal nature, which is typical of his generation, is a total turn-on but I want to encourage him to forget the formality and do what he has always craved and never dared to do. Normally, when you see a younger woman with an older man, it's for the money. But that's not the case here, nor do I have daddy issues or granddaddy issues in this case. It's simply because we spend far too much time worrying about things that never happen and not living in the present. I do wonder what it must be like to have time totally against you. Maybe this is the only time that we can truly live in the present. I'm sure that my Zen lifestyle has something to do with this perception. But enough about Zen philosophy, back to the hot stuff. I long to strip away the barriers of formality, as well as the clothes, Well, maybe not his clothes, just mine. In my fantasy, I am naked, but he is dressed in a suit and bow tie. His formal attire really turns me on, as it is reflective of his his traditional attitude. I sit in front of him and we just talk, maintaining the formality that we are used to even though the subject matter is highly erotic. I speak to him in a way that just wasn't normal for a woman in his time, unless she was a complete floozy. I don't fantasize about sex. I wouldn't want to give him a heart attack. I just want to take his old, wrinkled hand and guide it to my young, firm, pert breast. In these circumstances, A simple gesture could mean so much. You're sick, my friend said to me as I came to the end of my admission. He shook his head and tutted with feigned disapproval. I just can't help myself, I said laughing. So what are you going to do about it? My friend asked me. I thought about it for a few moments. I'm going to have to increase the flirting a notch or three because there isn't much time. The book I'm reading now is Sex Magic, Release and Control the Power of Your Erotic Potential by Freighter UD. Let me read a little bit of the blurb for you. Harnessing the elemental power of sexuality is one of the oldest and most important disciplines in magic practiced by a wide variety of cultures and magical sects. 
In Sex Magic, one of the world's most respected magicians shares the rituals and practices of this fascinating secret science. Join Freyta UD as he explores practical and highly effective rituals for transforming sex into magical success in a way that courageously is, is courageously free of taboos. This book is a thorough examination of erotic magical power, providing hands-on exercises and exploring how and why the magic works for you. Wow, so amazing. Well, I've been read a few books about sex magic, my favorite topic, and I wanted to read another one. And I chose this one because it had lots of good reviews on Amazon. And, it's, and it gives a very different perspective from what I have read in other books. And one thing I really, really like about this book is that it says that in most cases, sex magic is a solitary practice. I mean, you can occasionally practice with a partner or in a group if you're into that, but it's really focused on the kind of individual practice, which for me is really what I like to do personally. I've been um, practicing sex magic now for about four years and I can say that it's really changed my life. I've read several books about sex magic and I never, I can never agree 100% on one book. It's all, I'm always kind of uh, cherry picking different things from different books to kind of come up with my own my own version of sex magic and I think it's really important to well sex magic just before I get into a bit more about my own methods um, it's basically using sexual and orgasmic energy to manifest it's about changing your reality and using that energy to create a new reality it's kind of like law of attraction but with orgasms and in simple terms and um, when I discovered this practice it completely changed my life and yes I'm trying to read as many books as I can about it but there's some many books that they all have something in it in them that make me think mm, that's not for me and when people I think you know if you practice sex magic or manifestation you should always be focusing on things which are good for the greater good not just for yourself it has to be something that's good for everyone and um, I'm not into kind of spells or anything that has any kind of malice or negative um, negative intention I think it always has to be a good intention and that's something I like a lot. And also something it talks about in this book is sigils, which is something I love. And the, the method of making a sigil is a magical symbol. And it's a magical symbol that you can create from um, a sentence, which could be an affirmation or in a sentence of will, something you want to make happen. And then you kind of write out this sentence, then you write it out again without, without uh, repeating any letters. Some people take away the vowels and then you make a kind of um, a symbol like um, with all the letters jumbled up and then you can simplify, simplify and simplify it, this symbol until it becomes a few squiggles that you don't even recognize anymore. I always do this on new moon. I do about three, I think three is the magical number and I take three uh, things that I would like to manifest in my life. I make three sigils. I leave them for a few days and then I work on them. So basically the symbol is the, uh, the sigil is something you actually look at during orgasm. So that's a kind of uh, an interesting thing to do. So, and also by the time you use them, you've kind of forgotten what they are. So it's kind of speaking to your subconscious directly, so to speak. So yeah, this book has, uh, has got some information about sigils and how to, how to create them, how to um, how to get rid of them. Because I mean, for me, I was using my sigils a couple of times before getting rid of them. Whereas here, it's just kind of talking about using them once. 
which is interesting. And it also talks about how to use fantasies as well and different stages of training in sexual magic. They also talk about um, affirmations, which is something that I've been doing a lot as well without having read it in, in someone's book. I mean, I actually listen to affirmations as I masturbate. Not all the time I have different methods, but um, it's kind of cool to communicate with the subconscious as you are raising your energy through sexual stimulation and also kind of edging as well, taking yourself to the limit and, and then kind of backing off a few times, kind of stay in that high energy state. And sometimes you can actually stop at that point but it's kind of good to have an orgasm. And they talk about using um, talismans as well and uh, and charging them with different... And it also has a... What I've never seen in, in any other book is actually how to practice sex magic for homosexual um, encounters or even fetish ones, fetish um, for BDSM or um, or bisexual sexuals, which is something I haven't really seen in other books and yeah, so it's a very interesting book, this one. And I've, I've underlined so much of it um, because I was actually on a train um, just last week in a three-hour journey and I was so gripped by this book. You know, I wasn't just looking out the window, counting the, the how many stations were left until I got home. I was just so into this book, which is a nice, very nice um, sensation when you're not bored at all, so in the moment. And the reason why I wanted to read this book now is actually because I am giving a... I'm giving a sex magic workshop this week, actually on the day of the launch of this po- this uh, podcast, because I, I do publish on full moons and new moons and the next full moon, which is the book moon when this episode goes out. I will be giving a workshop of one hour in a private members club in Barcelona. I'll be sharing all of my techniques with different people and um, bringing this whole new meaning an understanding of sexual energy to a new audience. And it's incredible because I just think um, not many people know that sexual energy is this powerful. I mean, people know it's powerful, but they don't know that it has this other purpose that just goes beyond pleasure and reproduction. It's actually about power and about kind of magical energy to kind of create the life you want. But yeah, but also I kind of... um, um, I don't become too attached to what I want to manifest. I think it's also good to have an element of non-attachment and surrender, which comes from another book I read recently, which is Letting Go, uh, The Pathway of Surrender by uh, David R. Hawkins. I'm kind of combining the, the 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 idea of sex magic and actually planting a seed in the universe or something I want, and then kind of really letting it go and just being okay with things that happen and, and things if it happens and if it doesn't. So uh, I think that's the best way to manifest. But definitely this book is, um, I've got about um, 30 pages left and I'll definitely be re- revisiting it so I can uh, learn everything there is to know about sex magic. So that is Sex Magic, Release and Control the Power of Your ero- Erotic Potential by Freighter UD. Now it's time to slow things down as we prepare for this episode's guided affirmations meditation. It's probably not a good idea to listen to this while driving or operating machinery. Instead, take a break from whatever you're doing, get comfortable, take a deep breath and enjoy. I have a healthy relationship 
relationship is improving every day. I am worthy of love. I have a healthy relationship. My relationship makes me happy.
find out more about me and my orgasmic lifestyle, visit venusohara.org or follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash venusohara. Make sure to search for the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening, have an orgasmic week, and make sure every day is a climax.